You're listening to Strictly Too Much Information, a weekly podcast show that has real conversations with real people about real topics. This week's episode looks at the notions of sex before marriage, where I'm joined by friends and hosts of The Talking Stage, Anita. We'll be discussing whether sex before marriage is okay. Want to know our opinions on the topic? Have a listen to this week's episode. Hey guys, it's the first podcast. I'm both nervous and excited to have you all tuned in. Today I'm joined by my good friend Anita, who's briefly going to introduce herself. Hi, my name's Anita, like Barbara said. Um, I'm 20. I go to uni in London. Um, <laughs> I actually have a podcast myself called The Talking Stage, which is also on Spotify and Apple um, Podcasts. Plug, plug, plug. Um, so if you want to go listen to that, I actually did an episode with Barbara as well. I'm really honoured to be here. Um, I'd like to just, you know, start off with a disclaimer that I give unsolicited unsolicited advice. And I, I mean, I personally think it's good, but follow it at your own will. <laughs> That's all I have to say, really. Well, thank you, Anita. Okay, let's get right into it. So the question we're answering is, is sex okay before marriage? What are your views? Okay, so if we're going off my religious views, no, sex is not okay before marriage. That's the simple answer, really and truly. Um, Coming from a religious and a cultural background, I guess, like I've always been raised to, you know, not have sex before marriage, to like keep that kind of, keep your chastity and like virtue and things like that. Um, However, as I said before, like it's up to, it's everyone's personal choice, whether you're on a religious journey, whether you're on a cultural journey, or if you just feel like that's something that is okay with you, um, then, you know, go ahead you do you however for me um i don't think that sex before marriage is something that i would do um and also i feel that like obviously it like something sacred that's been given by god so like i don't know why i would just hand it out like that (laughs) you know what i mean yeah i mean for myself personally i feel like it's a very it's a double-sided coin double-edged sword type of thing because like obviously I'm a product of, you know, sex before marriage type of thing. But um, you wouldn't have people like me without it. I'm joking. I'm not condoning or advising people to listen to me. But um, my opinion on it would be from a religious perspective, if if you've made that commitment with God then you should stick through it. But then also I have to look at the aspect of, you know, the spirit is willing, the body is weak. And sometimes we're putting certain situations, scenarios where we are, you know, tempted by human nature to do not necessarily bad things, because I'm not going to say that sex is a bad thing, but we're tempted to do things that take us away from our, like you said, our virtues, our Mm -hmm. spiritual morals and all of that type of stuff but then also when you look at it on the flip side some people aren't religious and obviously who is god to them you know Mm, it's kind of like that it's kind of like that song no church in the wild you know what's a king to a god what's a god to a non-believer who don't Mm. believe anything do you know what i mean Um, yeah so would i say is sex before marriage okay is okay Mm, I don't know and like that's looking at it from both religious and like a non-secular perspective only because Mm. I am 
a product of having sex without being mm. married. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think, obviously, ultimately, it comes down to you and God. When you look at it from a religious perspective, like, mm-hmm. it's between that person and God. And yeah, exactly. I don't know what the consequences are for not being obedient to that thing. I would like to think that God is very forgiving and doesn't deny people like that, you know, yeah. entry to a certain safe haven, let's call it Yeah, that. yeah. But, However, I do think that, like, for example, me, right, I, um, so I grew up in the church, um, obviously, and, well, I mean, not obviously, but I wait, did grow up in the church. say what church? Just because some people... The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. What, what, what? <laughs> Um, and I just want to like, I mean, I don't know how many non-members are listening to this. Um, I feel like the internet makes it seem like we're all weird and like crazy, um, or American. As you can tell, I'm not American. (laughs) I'm a little bit crazy, but that's not really because of the church. Um, and I'm not really that weird. So just to debunk any myths. Um, but yeah, so growing up in the church, like, I feel that if I was to make a decision to have sex before marriage, um, I think that I'm deliberately going against what I believe in and what I've been taught and like, what I know for myself to be true, if that makes sense. That's why I'm really, that's why I think it's so, like, not under, like, not, I don't think understandable is the right word, but in terms of like, I understand people outside of the church because if that's not the way that you've been taught and if that's not something that you believe, whether you like believe that sex is like something that you should wait for, but you would obviously still do it before marriage or whatever. um, I understand, you know what I mean? And I don't think that, you know, if it came down to it and you started to have a belief in God and you were like, oh, like I shouldn't have done this before marriage. Like that, that wasn't something that you believed in at the time or something Mm -hmm. that you thought at the time so that's why I'm saying like I wouldn't judge someone I mean I wouldn't judge someone full stop but like I if I was God and I feel like God himself isn't someone to like look at things that you've done in the past and be like well she like she or he isn't you know applicable to anything you know what I mean I think so yeah I just think it's different I think it's different if you being in the church and you know the te- or like you are a, from a religious background and you know the teachings um and it's something that you you claim to follow i think it's different than people who don't know anything about the link between like the sacred nature of procreation and like sex and things like that yeah so that's what i have to say <laughs> I would agree with you, but like obviously I'm gonna play devil's advocate and always have an opposing mm. opinion that could be deemed as, you know, controversial or whatever. But um I think ultimately if it is okay or if it isn't mm. okay, it comes down to why it's put there, right? And mm. like we only have a very basic understanding of why it's put there. Like, we don't understand Mm. the deeper meaning behind it. I feel like maybe Mm. if people understood the deeper meaning behind it, Mm -hmm. the way we perceive sex would be very different, if that makes sense. Yeah, Um, for sure. Like, I feel like what a lot of religious organisations, and I'm not just talking about Christians or Muslims or whatever, right? I Mm. feel like the problem that they enforce or, like, 
you know indoctrinate people with could be mm. the fact that when you do slip up it's like you're damned to hell and we yeah. don't do, that. do you get what I mean and it's like mm. it scares people from even having like open conversations like we are right now about the topic you know it, I feel like sometimes it's better to have open adult discussions about you know things that actually affect us because I mean it's gonna affect us at some point in our life whether we do partake in sex or whether we don't because you know in our religion we mm. believe that it should only pr- be permitted if you're married and obviously not everybody gets married so it's kind of like yo you know there comes a time where you have to be like am I going to uphold my principles and beliefs in God and you know stick with my faith and believe that oh I will be rewarded with I'm not saying necessarily sex but you get what I mean mm-hmm. um, yeah I'll be rewarded with this or am I just gonna be like I've tried my best to be as virtuous as possible but you know spirit is willing body is weak mm-hmm. and I want to take in that do you get what I mean but uh, yeah. I think it ultimately comes down to how people are educated about it and like I said if we knew what the actual reason behind sex was Mm. we would do it very differently and I'm not talking about in terms of like you know having kids like Mm -hmm. I'm sure okay that's one of the reasons but I'm sure there's many many more reasons because you know I'm sure people do it for the sake of enjoying it as opposed to just trying to create another child but Mm -hmm. we're gonna move on to the next question so do you think nowadays people marry to have sex or because of love? Okay. So I'm assuming I'm taking this from a religious perspective again. Like, I mean, I guess it could be a non-religious perspective as well. Um, I think if it's something that you believe in, in terms of um, not having sex before marriage, I do feel that getting married, um, getting married to have sex plays a part. However, I think that I personally don't think anyone would get married just to have sex. Like, I feel that you would need to have some kind of romantic feelings towards that person and would know for sure that that's the person that you want to marry. I mean, unless it's it's really, you know, you can't wait whatsoever to find the perfect man, that this is the one that you're going to marry just because you want to get rid of your B-card there and then. Like personally that's just childish really and truly um but I don't think that people get married purely to you know have sex I think that marriage is something I mean personally for me marriage is something that requires a lot of thought and I don't even think I mean this is just me but I don't even think I'd consider like oh yeah if we get married we'll be able to have sex you know what I mean like I don't even think that's a something I would consider like yes that does that's something that comes with marriage it's not something that's like tied and connected to it you yeah, know yeah I feel like marriage is so much more than just like being able to have sex like it's being with that person forever um yeah. wow this sounds so moist but, <laughs> but you know what I mean I just I think if you're really truly looking at the definition of marriage and deciding if that if you want to be with someone you shouldn't even think about the fact that you can have sex after you're married like that shouldn't even be the first thing in your head you know okay so what if let's say for instance you're in a long-term relationship with somebody that isn't necessarily the same from the same denomination of christianity as you right so let's say they're Mm. a bit more relaxed about you know the ideas of 
having sex before marriage, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And you've told them one of your deal breakers is if we're ever going to have sex, we have to be married. Right. And then mm-hmm. you get proposed to, would you say yes to that person? I think this is a very loaded question. <laughs> um, <laughs> that pause was quite long. I was like, is she still there? Because I'm just thinking there's a, there is a lot of factors that come into this. Because like, yeah. I mean, all, that like, person still believes in God, still believes in, you know, has somewhat the same principles as you. And they've agreed to mm. your terms and conditions, but their reason behind I mean, are they gonna you may not necessarily well obviously it's it's based on love, but you know mm. it's I mean, are they gonna change the nomination? I don't know, that's between you and your man, not me. I mean personally, unless you were like a member of my church, I wouldn't get married to you. Okay. That's <laughs> I just that's your life, <laughs> by the way. Huh? Everything's been going gravy until. Yeah. I it... just think that, like, okay, so this is really difficult because I think it's very situational. For example, if we are in a seriously committed relationship, mm-hmm. you would 100% have to know what I believe in. You yeah. know what I mean? And, like, even though we do have the same you know principles and values there is a lot more that comes with being a part of our church and I think that they would have to know that yeah um and I think that at least to consider like you know I'm finding out more you know what I mean yeah I think it just came out of the blue and like we hadn't even I mean yeah and we hadn't even like discussed anything like in terms of like what's going to happen next then I don't think I'd say yes and I'd also be a bit like, but you know, that's not who I am. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know why you bothered asking. <laughs> like, I mean, questions need to be answered. And yeah. I feel like that was an interesting question because obviously right. there were some people. Who would say yes. Yeah. Who and to be fair, I know people in the church who have. like, And I think it comes from this idea of like flirting to convert. Wow. Yeah. I think the wow. fact, like, I think the probability of that working is like 0.1%, in my personal opinion. But it could be which a is, Which is kind of strong considering, like, I date non members. <laughs> but maybe you're but just, just enjoying your youth, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. There will come a day if you yeah. fill the bag with one of those non members. You know, I will have to flirt to convert, up, right? <laughs> and um, you may have caught feelings. <laughs> mm, I don't know about that one. I have a very low emotional IQ. <laughs> My EQ well, is very low. <laughs> we don't know until we're put in the situation. I guess it's true. It's true. It's true. Um, but yeah, I think that's just something that, regardless of like. Obviously, I know that they would want, you know, they want to have kids with me. Like, that's why they want to get married. Like, and I know that they would, they love me or whatever. But like, as I said, like marriage, yeah, it's about love. But it's also about a lot more than that. So I'm sorry, bro. On to the next one. On to the next. Um, on to the next. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Okay, so the third question is, what's your view on how sex is perceived by religious groups? This is a, this is a big one. No, they're all um, big questions, to be fair. Yeah, they're very... But you know what they say, <laughs> go hard or go home. <laughs> it's true. Um, okay, right. First of all, I think... Right, okay, so a little bit of background. I don't think I said this at the beginning. So I do a medical-based subject. And if we're going to get into the birds and the bees of how this works, right? Sex. <laughs> we're not going to get into it, but I think most people know how get it into works. It. However, <laughs> however, <laughs> I can't believe you're getting me to answer these questions. I'm going to answer. I, I've been answering as well. I've been like corresponding yeah. to the questions. <laughs> I think that um, there's an element of safety that plays into it. And I think that sometimes religious organizations um, preach so much about, you know, not doing this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. And then when it gets to the point where you can do this, like, how do you know what to do? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's like when you're, you're a kid and your parents are like, oh, don't touch the oven like and you're like okay but you didn't even tell me what happens when you touch the oven like right but you know what i mean though i'm joking (laughs) (laughs) i think this is a little bit different like there could be yeah anyway i think it's just all about safety in terms of like i understand that um religiously you know sex before marriage isn't permitted but i think then you need to be prepared when you get to that point that you are actually married and you are with the person but then also I think it's something that you can discuss with your spouse and actually work through together. Um, but just, you don't want to get into a situation where you're actually like, like in pain or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I feel that as much as, you know, I don't think you should have sex before marriage, people who do shouldn't have, like, shouldn't be alienated yeah. from like, from, you know, people in their church community um because i think that we're all background on, to be fair yeah exactly and i think that we're all on our own personal journey especially um in terms of that area and we don't understand what other people have gone through or are going through or the reason why um and like i always joke that like you're weak <laughs> if you have sex before marriage but like that is honestly a joke and also i think that a like disgusting joke i'm joking <laughs> i'm not joking you know yeah no but like you just need to consider the fact that people have like their own personal lives and that they could be going through a tough time in terms of their own you know religious beliefs and their faith um and i think that rather than alienating them and judging them from your like judging them in your community rather than just do what you're actually taught to do and love one another yeah (laughs) you know what i mean because i think that sometimes people just forget that that is one of the most important commandments yeah and they just think oh well you broke this one but actually you did you broke that one (laughs) i mean the way i look at it is obviously i'm a 25 year old matured woman and i have not partaken of the fruit yet because you know i'm waiting (gasps) sorry i don't know i acted shocked (laughs) (laughs) anyways as I was saying trying to embarrass me on my own podcast let me get back to the question oh now I want to know okay carry on um I would say that I feel like religious 
organizations, they're trying their best, but I still don't think it's enough because obviously there are still Mm. people that are in relationships, let's say that are within, you know, what let's say church standards are as in they're married. Right. So they're abiding by the law and only partaking in sex if they're married, which is, you know, great gravy, Gucci for them. Right. But you also have to look at the education in terms of, you know, consent, because, you know, you can be in Mm. a marriage where you're not consenting of these sexual activities. Right. And that's Mm -hmm. where abuses um, comes about. But it's Mm -hmm. like, are people even educated on when yes means yes and no means no? Do you get what I mean? Mm -hmm. But then also for those people that aren't bothered about religion, or maybe on a spiritual journey where they're kind of questioning things. Mm. I think it's so important for them to know that first of all, it's an open space for them Mm. to feel safe, that, you know, church is a safe place for you to ask whatever you want, right? And feel no judgment at all. And I feel like Mm -hmm. if you're gonna have sex, at least be educated on how to protect yourself, how to Mm -hmm. identify what consent is, right yeah and yeah you know protect yourself i mean make sure that person gets checked out and you get checked out so you're not giving each other x y and z do you get what i mean um yeah i feel like there's that kind of gap where it's kind of like oh you can have sex if you're married and it's like okay that's great but like what do you know beyond that (laughs) do you get what i mean and then for those that are partaking of sex um outside the bounds of marriage do you know how to protect yourself? Mm. And you trust that your partner's only sleeping with one person. If you yeah. get checked, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess that's what, that's why, let's say, loads of religious organisations would say that it's better to wait to be married because then at least you know it's only you and that person. Well, I'd like to think, you know, there's infidelity that's happening, sadly. Um, mm, sadly, really sadly. No, I mean, like, you know what? It made me. That just made me think. Would you ever ask your husband to be tested? Um. Wait. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, when I was married to them, or yeah, before? Yeah. Did your husband love? No. Okay. I because, I mean, unless I, I was suspicious, I can see how it's disrespectful. Obviously, because you're kind of being like you're a dirty person. Yeah. And, yeah and also like I wouldn't like I mean I wouldn't expect my husband to be sleeping with anyone else but does anyone <laughs> like, ever expect their spouse to be sleeping with yeah. anyone else I mean unless I thought he was cheating on me then no like I don't see the reason to yeah but in most like incidences people are unaware of when they're being cheated on do you get what I mean but I mean is there mm-hmm. like this agreement that every year you guys go get tested i i don't know i know really? do you think you'd have that would you do that i don't know but also i'm also like people can be very sneaky, sneaky. you know what i mean and it's mm. like you hear about all these horror me. stories about people being cheated on with multiple mm. women right and i think the most disrespectful you could disrespectful thing somebody could do is obviously sleep with somebody and yeah, I'm assuming yeah. most people that are married aren't using, like, let's say, a condom or whatever mm. to protect themselves. But how do you know that person's also... Do you get what I mean? I feel like yeah, no. so many... 
there's so many so many. yeah there's so many factors that come into that yeah but obviously like you said it's only if you're you, you i think first of all you need to actually figure out if that person is cheating on you before then being like get tested you know what i mean yeah. like because yeah. i think if it's out of the blue if you just be like get tested like why like what is the purpose you know what yeah. i mean yeah but I, like i understand what you're saying in terms i mean i would definitely like if they were just like if we were just dating you know what i mean but ma- like if we we're in a especially if you're in like a happy marriage I, maybe i'm being very pessimistic about the idea of marriage yeah i'm just like you know can you really <laughs> no, I get what you somebody? mean you ever really yeah, but I think that's just something where you'd like have to have had developed trust for that person mm-hmm. and you trust that they're not going to do that to you and I think that's something that like if you're marrying that person then you trust them not to do that to you yeah however yeah I understand that like in an ideal world that doesn't always happen but then like it's just something that you basically sign up for <laughs> you know what I mean like you basically sign up to trust this person if they break that trust then you'll boy boy if that ever happens (laughs) God help both of us Mm. I'm so serious are you mad are you absolutely mad God give me strength like the conviction in my voice right now isn't even expressing what I would do if Mm-hmm. God help us. You know what? I might have to kneel down in prayer. <laughs> you will have to kneel Lord. down in prayer. I can guarantee that one. And and be like, Lord, please, I don't want to go to prison. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Just help me. But yeah, I guess, you know, I can't really answer that my own question with much confidence because I'm I'm being both optimistic and pessimistic about the idea of you know somebody really truly being faithful to someone because you know there are loads of sleazy women and men because we we don't Mm. don't promote sexism on this podcast but you know (laughs) yeah there are some dirty people that are married that do the dirty with other people and you know yeah no just have to live with the reality that that could be your reality but like I said, I pray. That was not my portion. <laughs> no, but I'm like, sorry. how do you ask somebody, yo, let's go? Maybe if it was like done casually, like, yo, let's go both get tested. <laughs> I mean, if they said no, I, just, I would be suspicious. If they said no, yeah. I if we but if I'm like, let's both go get tested. I just, I just don't think I would do that. Like, if I'm being a hundred percent honest like I understand where you're coming from in, in the point of like you want to be safe you want to protect yourself but like I just don't understand the reason like sure. unless you honestly think he's cheating on you or it's she's cheating on you right yeah but like why would that be the first thing you do you know what I mean like why wouldn't you like check his phone what <laughs> 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 <But> what <laughs> You could, you, trust me, you could be sneaking with a phone. Like, there are ways of hiding things. Like, trust yeah, me. Yeah, but they don't know that me. That woman's like, name might be Bob. And also, yeah, if the, the moment I thought my husband was cheating on me is the moment that we're no longer having sex. So, I'm not, who, who, who am I giving consent to? Like, if I think <laughs> that you're being suspect. I don't think so. Just put it out there now. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody who listens to this knows. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, you know what I mean? Like, if you really thought your husband was, you know, breaking his vows to you, then, sorry, you can no longer partake of what you married. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I hope you come out. <laughs> okay. The last yeah. and final question. Do you think sex should be more talked about? You're At always puffing and puffing with these questions. Like that, because that was probably one of the most, you know, easy nice ones. Right. It's just because they're so loaded sometimes. I like, and I really think about it. Like, it really depends on the people that I'm trying to talk to about it, you know? Yeah. Um, should we go through? Okay. So, when I talk to it with my number, about it with my non member friends, mm-hmm. yes. When I talk about it with my member friends, uh, let me think. Yeah, probably. My friends who are girls, I think, at church. Mm-hmm. When I speak about it with my guy church friends, no, that is kind of weird. Why? I think. <sighs> like, I just, actually, mm, it depends. I feel like, like some of my guy friends from church well, I've known for like years, and I probably would, to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just because like they've known me, I've known them, like I've spoken to them about like things like that before. So probably, yeah. I mean, the one like for my ward at church in London, um, I don't really know any of the guys like that, so no. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents, no. Do you know what? You just brought up something. <laughs> so I can't bring up any names because I don't know who's yeah. gonna be listening to this, but there was a time <laughs> where I was in church, right? And somebody had been mm apparently allegedly i cannot confirm or deny because i don't want to be you know dishing out false information and people being like barbara said blah blah this is mm-hmm. what i was told not revealing <laughs> any names right but anyway mm-hmm. somebody said that they went into like the church library and opened a book and they said that they had seen this picture of eve right you know mm-hmm. adam eve that eve yeah and basically Eve was depicted like her image she was naked right and I was like oh that's really interesting I never thought that you know that's something you'd find in the church or whatever right and they were like yeah it was actually they were like yeah they were kind of surprised by it as well and I was like yeah I personally believe that nudity can be quite a beautiful thing like I don't think Mm. I don't see any disgust in it I don't yeah like it doesn't it's not icky for like men and women's naked bodies are beautiful right yeah came out naked adam and eve were naked they found out they were naked they had to cover up end of story but um during this conversation somebody had overheard me say that oh i think you know the naked body is quite beautiful and blah blah blah. and they're like oh but don't you think that's tempting and I was like, well, no, only if you sexualize it, right? And they're yeah. like, but if a person comes, like, fully clothed, you're not going to have those sexual desires, right? And I was like, no, not really, because in reality, let's say if we were at church, right, in hindsight, um, and somebody walked in naked, the first reaction you'd have is disgust, regardless of 
if they were good looking or if they weren't good looking you'd be disgusted mm. by that image right yeah you wouldn't yeah. be like oh my gosh that person is so hot well you might be who knows you might like that that yeah. might be your thing but i feel like yeah. the automatic reaction of a church member would be like what's wrong with this person do you get what i mean mm, okay, whereas yeah. you could be fully clothed but based on how you've done your hair how you've done your makeup I feel like that's more, you know, enticing because you're like, ooh, I like what I see, right? It's more mysterious. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. I, I guess that's yeah. why most people say that, you know, dressing modestly is like beautiful and blah, blah, blah. You know, mm. I feel like we sexualize bodies that are covered up more than we sexualize naked bodies. What? Well, ch- oh, okay. You mean no, in general? Not even just, not church, yeah, in yeah. general. Because yeah, like in general, yeah. When you hear about things like, you know, free the nipple or breastfeeding, you know, you hear mm. about all the angry men and, you know, whatever women that are like, mm. How dare you do that in public? Why do you need to do that in public? Do you get what I mean? Yeah. I feel yeah. like people are more outraged by it, by nakedness, than like, ooh, I love that. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, I get you. That is interesting. But I think that's because, well, obviously we know that Adam and Eve were naked in the garden before they um, partook of the tree, like, and then realised that they were naked and then got embarrassed over it. And I think it's because it's human nature yeah. to be embarrassed of, like, how you, like, of your body and yeah. to not embrace, like, what has been created yeah. for you. And I think that... um I think it's an inbuilt element, really, and I don't think it's something that will be removed until we understand the reason why we were all created. And I'm not saying, don't get, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying walk around on the street naked and embrace your body because that's what God would have wanted you to do. Like, no. Yeah. But I'm just saying that I think being disgusted by your own, like, by other people's bodies and like wanting to have control of what they do to their, like, to their body or why they do things, like. It just comes from a place of human nature um, mm. and the idea that we as humans automatically feel that we should be like covered because um, because like our body shouldn't be out in the open you know what I mean right um, however I think it I think because we are humans and also because um, our bodies should be respected and because they are a temple um, I think that there is an element of modesty that we should follow because yeah. I think it shows respect to why to like what has been created for us. Yeah. Um, and I think that by allowing everyone and everything to like, you know, <laughs> I this is such an old fashioned word, but like partake or like bearing your entire like who you are. Because literally your body is created for you and it makes you a part of who you are and like bearing that to every it's not created for everyone to just you know see and look at and like sexualize if that makes sense so because I feel that like if I go out in the street you know and it's a hot summer day and like I'm wearing you know maybe like a cooler top or whatever I automatically feel like more people like look at you look at me if that makes sense rather than if I'm in like my hoodie and my and my doggy trousers and like you know fully you know looking like a lump 
yeah I don't know it's difficult to explain but yeah I understand that like people have I don't think people have necessarily sexualized wearing clothes but I get where you like I get where you're coming from that people have learned to like I think because we cover up and we do wear clothes people have learned like you know if they wear a certain type of clothes then they're going to be more like this you know what I mean or like if they dress more like this then they're more like this and I think that's where all stereotypes have come from like people who wear black uh, you know and do their eyeliner are like emo or goth or like you know what I mean yeah so I think that's just how human nature is and how humans work and I think it just shows the shallowness of human nature yeah I would say I'm very very libertarian in terms of like regards to modesty I'm kind of like you do you right Mm. you can rock it with confidence then I wish I could have that. Do you get what I mean? Um, Mm. Obviously, there are certain... Because of my specific body type, um, Mm. I try not to put emphasis on certain parts of my body because I'm like, I don't want you looking there. Do you get what I mean? But um, Mm. yeah, I'm very... I would say I'm not the... I don't wear the stereotype of what loads of people that go to my church would consider as appropriate attire for church do you know what i mean i'm not wearing mm. the above the knee or you know the ankle length skirts or dresses like mm. and this isn't to say that i'm you know wearing itty bitty mm. barely nothing but i wear what i'm comfortable in and mm. when i dress up i dress for me if somebody appreciates it god bless them <laughs> i'm joking <laughs> i'm not yeah. joking but do you know what i mean um, no, I don't no, feel no. like the way I dress should impact the way people perceive me as a spiritual person because I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. Do you get what I mean? Um, yeah. And it's like sometimes I feel like people will judge you based on what you're wearing simply out of, to some degree, jealousy. Like, yeah. I can't go too deep into this because obviously I don't know, not everybody will understand the perspective I'm coming from but obviously there are certain people that have done certain things in our church that basically them dressing a certain way is expected in order to obey the laws and commitments that they've made with God right and I haven't done that yet so let's say I'm living my best life at the moment (laughs) not to say that I won't be when I also partake of that but I just think ultimately it would be really sad if I go to hell because, you know, my dress wasn't this length or my skirt wasn't this long or my sleeves weren't this long or do you get what I mean? It'd be really sad if my experience here on earth was solely based on exterior things rather than what my spiritual journey was mm. opinion but yeah yeah I don't even think I want to talk about my relationship with modesty because I think for a journey man and it really depends <laughs> it depends how I'm feeling on that day really and truly I don't know it's a really I don't know I think that I like dress according to how I feel spiritually and yeah. I know that's not that good wait what's like, that mean? <laughs> I know it's very it's, that's what I'm saying like it's a very like 
personal thing to me because like I know I should be dressing in a particular way. Ultimately, when it comes down to it, in like conclusion to this like whole topic, mm. it's down to you and God, like personally, your relationship with God. And you know what? Nobody should care about what you're doing. I feel like for mm-hmm. me, like the reason why I'm like, we shouldn't judge people who, let's say, partake of sex before marriage, wait till they ha- get married to have sex, whatever um, it mm-hmm. be we shouldn't judge them is because I feel like so many people tend to feel like especially these days um that religion is just a really negative experience and you know we like love to advocate oh you know Jesus forgives God forgives Mm -hmm. blah 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 but then when you mix that with you know people's relationships with other people that come from the same let's say religious background and their perceptions and their views on their behavior. Not to say that you should always permit like unrighteous behavior, but Mm -hmm. I mean, let's say if you are, for instance, having sex out of marriage, right? And you go to church and like, there are people that are aware of this, there may come a point where you feel uncomfortable and you just no longer go or attend that place of worship, right? But then also on the flip side, it's like, if you understand that that, is personally that person's decision to do that with their life and it has nothing to do with you and you Mm -hmm. still look at them from the same eyes that God does Mm -hmm. my goodness how many people would love God I feel like literally do you get what I mean I feel like I agree people do not like God just because of other people interfering with their relationship with God because you know what I actually admire people who aren't necessarily doing the social norms in church in terms of church standards right but Mm. still go to church i'm like it takes Mm. a really strong person to be doing things that go against you know their principles but still feel Mm. like oh i need to find this place of solace do you get what i mean i feel like i look up to those people way more than this i don't some people might be like, what is this girl on crack? But I really look up to those people more than, let's say, a normal mm. cookie cutter Christian because I don't know you. You don't seem mm. like a flawed person. And human beings aren't naturally unflawed. Do you get what I mean? Mm. Like, yeah. I would like to feel like when I'm having conversations with you, it's with a person and not this, like, oh, you know. Yeah. I don't know this is. I don't know what Mm. this is. Why am I putting on that Mm. stupid voice? But you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But I think that this is something that I think is often very deceptive, especially at church, Mm. is the fact that um, sometimes I feel that people feel that they can't show who they truly are because, and like, and then they act this perfect way because that's what is expected of them. And I think I definitely struggled with this because I was born in the church and I was raised, you know, and like I did everything, like, you know, (laughs) literally I've done everything. And um, what do you mean? I feel like people, just to clarify, I don't want people coming to you. you No, no, I went to like every Sunday school class, I did seminary, like I've gone to institute, you know, I you know, I went to church every week, I went to youth, I went to FSY, you know, I literally, like, did 
every church good thing that you and like people would probably look at me and be like this girl is the perfect christian who has ever walked on this earth go by <laughs> no 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 not i'm not i'm this is what i'm saying but i feel like that's kind of sometimes the perception that you can give off at church especially yeah. when you've been doing it your whole life but yeah i think people forget i've been doing this my whole life yeah like i'm not gonna suddenly like show people at church like a different side of me because i know how i'm meant to be at church like i know how i'm meant to act because mm -hmm. i've been doing it my entire life yeah however i like to think that when people speak to but then i guess where i'm coming from is that the fact that I have also like struggled with the fact, like struggled with where I stand yeah. in terms of religion. And I think that sometimes people look at you and think that you're, you know, the basic and you follow all the social norms at church. But then once again, like everyone is on their own journey. Yeah. And like, yeah, like it's cool to see people who, you know, don't follow the social norms and you can see that outwardly they are debating whether they want to be there. But like, I just because you know some people turn up on a Sunday looking like the perfect Christian mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that they aren't you know going through it in their head yeah you know what I mean definitely. and I think that sometimes um especially like I definitely feel that in our church specifically people look at I mean I don't know if this is true but I've always felt that people have looked at people who are born in the church and expected a whole lot more from them because they were born like in it and like I personally consider a person lucky if they've been able to see the other side like Thank you. I have not <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? I'm not lucky like, I'm blessed yes no I'm joking yeah, exactly no but in terms of like you have actually like had like to make this choice you know yeah. and I'm not saying I haven't made a choice either but I think that it's been a lot more difficult <laughs> to like I mean I'm not saying no okay not difficult but you know what I mean in terms of like I've had to question my something that I've been following my entire life mm -hmm. and then decide you know yeah like I haven't like yeah I don't know it's just really confusing and I feel like this is why I just feel that religion is so personal because it's so confusing and I will never understand someone else's journey. Yeah. How have we got onto this? Like, <laughs> I mean, but, religion but plays yeah. a massive role in the question that was like put forward for this, which is, is sex okay before marriage? I mean, there are so many different factors that you have to mm -hmm acknowledge in order to really address the question fully and I feel like we've done it to some extent but I mean like we can have conversations about this for hours and hours because there are so many yeah. different aspects you can look at from modesty to you yeah. know the language you use to the music yeah. you listen to to the type of entertainment yeah. you watch but do you know what I mean all of that mm -hmm. is so influential when it comes to like decision making and obviously being mm -hmm. born in the church being born outside of the church being born outside of the church and then also choosing to you know adhere okay. to church okay. standards do you get what i mean like there's so yeah. many so many factors um, exactly that come to question for this question so there's mm -hmm. no like straightforward answer but yeah it's been an amazing conversation and thank you so much for agreeing to be on the first episode of strictly too much information 
whoever's listened up to this far has enjoyed what we've had to speak about like i said in the introduction we have real conversations with real people about real topics so make sure you tune in every friday apple Podcasts, spotify and i'm gonna leave anita to just give again her handles for her own podcast and any information she'd like to give to you um okay so i just want to um finish by saying you know just follow what they say in mean girls i'm yeah. so dead <laughs> <laughs> do not have sex <laughs> i'm joking meanwhile he was um, sleeping with one of his students but anyway don't get your but, you education know. from people <laughs> like me <laughs> okay um but yeah thanks thanks for having me on i really enjoyed it um but yeah once again go listen to my podcast um follow us on instagram the dot talking dot stage and on twitter we're talking stage x so yeah thanks for having me i'm very happy that i was the first guest and i hope that people have been enlightened by my words despite the fact that i know nothing and i'm actually 20 so yeah (laughs) but thank you so much it's been so enjoyable no problemo and that was the very first episode of strictly too much information 